Coming to you from the weirdest city in the world, Austin, Texas. This is the Sports Buzz. With your host, Spencer Spillman. God damn it, man. I swear you guys whip on me 13 or 14 more times. I'm out of here. And his co-host, Zach Chandonet. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup! And of course, the extremely unqualified producer, Ballot. I have no idea what I'm doing, but I know I'm doing it really, really well. Time to sit back, crack open a cold one, and enjoy the ride. Here's your host. Oh, I almost forgot. Our favorite expert, Chad Goodall. Oh, you're right. And when you're right, you're right. And you, you're always right. Let's get this thing started. Cheers. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Sports Buzz. I'm your host, Spencer Spillman. This is our podcast where we talk sports and get a buzz on, as always. That buzz is brought to you by the beautiful, the delicious, strange land brewery. A beer for any occasion. A beer for every occasion. And a beer for all occasions. That's right. I got my co-host, Coach, sitting in. And I uh, still can't just, I can't get over this fucking get-up you're wearing today. But uh, it's good to have you here. Oh, well, howdy. <laughs> Bella, thanks for pressing buttons. Hey, big leg. <laughs> Uh, this is our amateur hour. We're going to talk some college basketball, maybe get caught up a little bit. Um, but if you're listening, you're listening on SoundCloud and iTunes, please follow. Give us a subscription. Five-star reviews if you're feeling generous today. Please. Yeah, please. Please. Uh, please. Domingo Flamingo is begging you. Give us some five-star subscriptions, uh, five-star reviews. Um, but uh, we'll get into show business here in a minute. Uh, still missing uh, the other co-host, Mr. Knows It All. <laughs> Yeah, that's the third bet you've lost today. <laughs> I've not done me well. Me too, Bella. <laughs> I've not done well. We'll get into that in show business as well. Um, but uh, thank you to our sponsors, Strange Land Brewery, for providing us beer every single week. Uh, we got a couple Peach Ber- Berlin Vice on the table, um, Pink Flamingo IPA, a little bit of everything out here tonight. We drank a, a uh, couple pills. pills earlier. Um. I think the they got a fourth year anniversary coming up, right? Yeah, they do. Probably have a party sometime in February. End of February. I'm looking at this this old uh, this old sheet that says third year anniversary uh, February 24th. So right around that time. So I imagine so. Keep an eye out on their social medias: Facebook, Twitter, at Strangeland Brew, um, to get all of the events coming around the. Central Texas area. And thank you to Mountain Breeze. Get your reservations in for the summer. You can go out. Campgrounds open every single day of the week. Go out, camp, do some fishing. Water's perfect. And uh, if you like camping in the cold, now's the time. Um, follow us on Twitter at SportsBuzzTX. Let's go ahead and get into show business. Uh, since I have zero show guide, Ballad, what, uh, what do we got in show business? Yeah, first, you know, in uh, show business, we typically will uh, talk about the show bet that we are tracking for this game or this uh, this episode. Uh, since our show bet is over and it was a loser, I thought we would make you defend your pick. 
Uh, this was an idea for a segment that I had a long time ago where we would uh, bring on handicappers and ask them to defend free picks that they gave out that lost on Twitter. Because there's nothing better than somebody yelling at hey, someone who's giving out free picks on Twitter when they lose. Like the most ridiculous thing. But uh, you gave out uh, under 127 and plus 7.5 in the Vatek uh, UVA game. And not only uh, did we not hit the parlay, but we missed on both sides of it. So I was I was positive the last show, but I'm I'm back to I'm back to being angry. So uh, why don't you why don't you defend your pick here, Mister Mister? I did some college basketball <laughs> research this weekend. <laughs> well, look, this was a matchup, a rivalry matchup between two top ten teams. Seven and a half just seemed like way too many points for Virginia to be favored. Uh, Votek has only lost one game all year until now. Um, you know, Virginia holds teams to 51 points on average per game. Uh, they give up 59 tonight. They also happen to score 81. I, I wasn't, I wasn't expecting that. Uh, I don't know if I really can defend it. I took a chance. I saw two upsets in the ACC last night. That being Pittsburgh beating Florida State and Syracuse beating Duke. Um, saw Duke lose at home for the first time as a number one ranked team. So, I... Oh, as a, against an unranked opponent. Um, so, you know, took a chance. And for that, I apologize. But I'm I'm not gonna keep uh, I'm keep taking chances. <sighs> you know the the worst like part the about defense over. You know the the worst part about I don't know this, what this I don't know what you want me to tell you like is I knew the right side of this game I knew I knew UVA at home. There's no good money on right... that though. It was like minus three seventy when I saw it. No, I was gonna lay the points. Minus seven and a half was a great line. Okay, I'm sorry. You're you're in show bet show bet timeout for next week. That's fine. I, I understand. You've given us two losers, technically three losers in a row with your with your under parlay magician idea. He's here for, oh, for your last four bets. I uh I I don't know how to defend it. I'm sorry. Sorry guys. Uh what's gonna be great is when uh is when UNC blows out Notre Dame. <laughs> uh, UNC is getting beat by three at halftime against uh-huh. Notre Dame, so That's good. Um oh. I wanted I wanted uh, LSU plus three and a half against against uh, Old Miss. Where's that one at right now? Tied at halftime. God, that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Trying to, okay. Try to stay positive. Trying to stay positive. Trying to stay positive over here. I just wanted to let you guys know that Florida State, being uh, the eleventh ranked team in the country, is one in three in conference play in the ACC. That's how good uh, this conference is. It, I wouldn't bet on anything ACC ever again. That's a bad call. Yeah, well, they're all good. We uh, came up with that idea just uh, a little too late. Too yeah, late. I get it. Um, show business, Dale. I guess technically we owe Dale a picture of our asses. Yeah, we do. Uh, so I was thinking that we would we would you know put out a, a solicitation via the podcast for a, a photographer. You know, we we could take the picture ourselves, but it doesn't have to be professional quality. Guys. It doesn't have to. But it really should be, you know, we, we're in Austin. Like who is, you know, how many, how many semi amateur 
photographers out there who have spent way too much money on a camera. You know what we also need to find is like a, a body painter Ooh. and just let them paint our butts. Yeah. That would be good. Not for the picture, you know, just for fun. That'd be a lot more enjoyable than just bare white ass. I mean, just a nice a nice painted ass would be... Well, well mine will be darker than most. Not much. But darker. But a little bit darker. Uh, you do need to buy a frame, though. So we need, we need to know what size uh, the picture needs to be when we get it uh, when we get it developed. I thought we talked it was just going to be a little 4 by 6 no? You know, I think we could check the tape. You said you wanted a real big picture, <laughs> if I do recall correctly. And I remember immediately regretting when I said that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you wanted the full 8 by 10 I, I think that was the case. Uh, that sounds like something I would say. <laughs> Uh, another piece of show business that I remembered during the break. Um, we have a new beer pickup schedule uh, that I have uh, have not been able to remember yet. So uh, <laughs> last Friday was supposed to pick up product and just, just totally skipped my mind. So uh, we'll be coming. I'll be hopefully remembering this Friday to uh, to to do that. Time to time to get on reminding ballad to do stuff. Well, hopefully we can put that on the show guide next week when we have a, a real show guide. Yeah, well, we'll see. I kind of <laughs> I kind of like this no this no show guide business. It's not good for the show, but it was it was a, just another thing I didn't have to do today, which which really made my day feel that much better. Just fucking winging it. It's good. beautiful. Yeah. I don't mind these shows. Kind of like just BSing and talking about whatever comes up. Yeah. What do we have first on the? On the show guide that we don't have. Uh, first on the non-existent show guide, we're going to get into some conference standings in college basketball. College basketball is officially here. College football is over. Uh, so we are focused 100% on college basketball. I don't know about you guys, but I kind of like, I mean, I love college basketball. I do too. And we're getting in like right at the best time during conference play. And... I think it's pretty obvious that the ACC is the strongest conference. And we're not just starting there because they come up alphabetically, although that did make my job a lot easier. I bet it did. Uh, but at the top of the ACC, you've got uh, UVA, Virginia Tech, Duke, Syracuse, North Carolina State, and UNC. Uh, that's a pretty stacked top five, top five, top six. Yeah, and then you got Florida State all the way down and like, Eighth place. Um, Here's a crazy s- scenario where Duke is the number one ranked team in the in the country, and they're the third ranked team in the ACC. Yeah, uh, they're they're probably the biggest powerhouse. If they weren't missing two best two of their best players last night, um, things may be a little different. But uh, yeah, give credit to Virginia, undefeated, one of only two teams in the country left undefeated. Um, as we saw tonight, they're a fun team to watch, and they can fill fill the basket pretty quickly. Um, Florida State, the eleventh ranked team in the country, outside the top ten in the ACC. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's how good this conference is. Um, Pitt Pitt beat them last night in a really good game. That's why I say don't ever bet on ACC because you don't know what's going to happen on any given night. They're all they can all beat anybody other than maybe Wake Forest and Boston College. But, um, I mean, obviously Clemson's been focusing on football, so. Uh, it's been off well for them. Um, I was just going to say, like, in a, in a conference like this where where anything could happen, you know, just always take the underdogs, but, you know, that's not working out well for us. 
no. you know, after tonight. No, so kind of soiled that strategy. Um, Last night would have been great. I've got a prediction. I, I got a prediction right here. Okay, let's hear it. The winner of the ACC conference or the the ACC will not be the team that goes the farthest in in the big dance. I don't think that's that hot of a take. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't say it was a hot take. I just said it was a prediction. Okay. I still think the ACC is going to win the national championship. One of those top three teams. Um, and if Syracuse, I mean, shit, Tyus Battle last night was unbelievably good. Um, when Syracuse hits shots, they're a scary team when the way they play that zone. Um, they took advantage of a of an opportunity that Duke gave them with a couple guys out and won a game at Cameron Indoor, which is very, very rare against the Duke Blue Devils. So those top four teams are, are scary good. I don't think North Carolina is that good. Um, I don't think Florida State's that good, to be honest. But uh, I think the ACC could possibly win it. And uh, if Virginia is the number one seed again, I bet they don't lose to a 16 seed. It'd be hard to do it twice in a row. <laughs> um, you know what? I guess we'll go right here next. Uh, the Big 12 uh, next conference. Again, no, actually, this is alphabetically. Uh, Texas Tech at the top here, right behind them, the Kansas Jayhawks. Uh, the Sooners uh, at ranked number 23rd in the conference. TCU, Baylor, Kansas State, Iowa State. You have to go all the way down here to find Texas uh, right inside the top 10. There's only 10 teams, but yeah, they're ranked eighth. Um, well, math. They started um, They started the conference play 2-0, beat West Virginia and Baylor, and then, or no, maybe it was TCU, and then lost to uh, Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, and Kansas. So they've already played the top two teams. They play Oklahoma this weekend in Austin. Um, this is just a poorly coached team. I don't like watching it. It's uh, very save, save that for Texas ten. Okay, um, we're spend a whole full ten minutes. You're, you're right. Texas you're right. Basketball. Uh, I I really like what Texas Tech is doing right now. The Raiders are fantastic. Dude, they're, they're playing a fun, great basketball. Right they're now. a fun team to watch. Their coach is a UT grad. Uh, I'm losing his name right now. Um, it's gonna bug me. Yeah, please look that up. But um, I really like what Texas Tech is doing. Kansas is missing one of their best players. Uh, Chris Beard. Beard, yeah. He's a UT grad. And uh, I haven't watched much OU, but um, TCU is a team to watch out for as well. They are they move the ball. They shoot pretty well. Um, they still got that albino kid who's damn good. Uh, he's gotten a hell of a lot better in the past couple of years. You don't really have to worry about Baylor, Kansas State. I don't think Iowa State's much to worry about, so... Um, yeah, those top three teams, Tech, Kansas, OU, I mean, there's no telling. The Big 12 is, is fairly evenly matched. Uh, if I had to give it to anybody, obviously I'm going with Kansas to win this conference as they always do. I, I want to see the Raiders win this conference. I do too. I would like to see something change and I'd like to see somebody really challenge the Jayhawks. Which I think the Red Raiders do a very, very good job of that. I think they match up well with Kansas. And, I mean, Bill Self has been there for a long time. But at a certain point, people start to realize the things that you're doing. And 
honestly, Texas Tech basketball has always been a decent program with just needing a little bit extra to get over the top, and I think they may have that this year. They're, they've been playing great basketball. Beard is a hell of a coach. Yeah. I'm, I'm a big fan. Uh, I'll give you a team to watch out for right now. It's probably OU. You know, they're a team that lost their star player and you know Trey Young to the uh, to the NBA, and they just feel like a team that is still trying to find themselves. Kind of forgot about that guy. Um, right. Uh, but you know, right now I saw somewhere online they're like two hundred and fifty to one to win the national championships. Obviously, they're not going to win a national championship this year. They're never going to win one in basketball. But they're a team that's gonna make the tournament. Yeah, you know the Big Twelve is probably gonna be a like a four or five team. I'd bid. say five probably. And so you you, you got to imagine that OU is gonna be in one of those teams. And you know, I've been looking a lot into this lately. And you know when you get a future, it's not about that that future cashing. It's about the ability to hedge out of it. And OU is gonna be one of those teams where if you get a really good price on them, like the one I just mentioned. And they make it into the tournament. It's really easy to lock up profit later if you hedge against them. So, OU, a team I'll be watching. I wouldn't dare have an OU future because I fucking hate OU. But um, I'm just saying that, you know, if you were someone who didn't hate them as much as I do, you know, that's something you could be looking into. Corey Ramsey, looking at you, looking at you, Corey. Looking at you, Chell guy, Corey. Who former Chell guy, Corey? Former Chell guy, Corey. Uh, moving on to you want to talk the Big East a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Um, I don't think this is a very good conference. Villanova is undefeated in conference play. They've lost four games and four bad games, uh, one of which we actually bet on and and won. Um, Sounds about right. That's the last win I think I got. Because uh, just don't, I don't think Villanova is a very good team this year. They have lost a lot of guys to the, to the NBA. I think they lost three or four starters last year. Um, I mean, the Big East is always going to be pretty decent. Georgetown, is it Patrick Ewing coaching Georgetown now? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Um, I mean, they'll probably get four or five teams in. You always got to look out for Butler, but Butler's having an off year at 10 and 7. Creighton, the Blue Jays always find a way uh, to kind of sneak in and, and be that Cinderella. Um. You just never know with the with the uh, the Big East. I think Texas got beat by Providence this year, which is not a very good team. But um, yeah, they're definitely down. Xavier's definitely Xavier's not having the season that they had last year. That's for sure. No, definitely not. So we'll move on uh, to the Big Ten, where my darling Michigan Wolverines ranked number two in the country right now, atop of the Big Ten conference. Are they the only undefeated team left in college basketball? Them in Virginia. Them in Virginia. So, uh, yeah, sitting at 17-0 at the top. Right behind them is their in-state rivals, Michigan State. Watch out for Tom Mizzo come March time. Uh, yeah, Maryland. And, that's, and Michigan State's a team that Texas looked really good at uh, against in the first half and should have probably won that game mm-hmm. um, after beating North Carolina the day before. Um, but bad second half for the for the Longhorns. Michigan State, better coach, better team, uh, found a way to get that win. Yeah, they're fifteen and two. It's a, it's a good basketball team. It's obviously going to be well coached every single year. You can't ever count the Spartans out. Um, team, I'm looking out for. You already know, baby. Oh my God, the Purdue go. Boilermakers. Here we go. Sitting at fourth in the conference right now, four and two in conference play, undefeated at home, one and four on the road. 
that's a big difference right now for the Boilermakers. They've got to figure out a way to get things done when they're away from their home stadium. Uh, another team like that are the Nebraska Cornhuskers. New stadium. I don't know if you know this or not, but uh, they're supposed to have a really, really great uh, home f- uh, home cone revenge now. And it's showing up because they're nine and zero at home. I believe so. they just beat Indiana last night. Um, and Indiana is always a good basketball school, but uh, you never ex- really expect Nebraska to be that kind of a, a powerhouse. But yeah, the new stadium is obviously paying off, and they got a big win last night against the Hoosiers. Uh, did the did the Nebraska get a new coach? I uh, don't know who's coaching Nebraska. Tim Miles. No, he just got a one-year extension. So, um, yeah, that's the Big Ten. Well, Ohio State's always had a pretty good basketball team, and uh, they're in the bottom half of, of the Big the big East. <clears throat> big Ten. Big ten. Um, I think this is a, a tough conference, though. It's not easy. Especially since you got Michigan at the top here. There's five ranked teams, and two of them are undefeated, and the Terrapins got one loss. So My darling Wolverines. Let's go, baby. That's uh, that's it's a scary. That's a scary team. I was high on Michigan last year, and I kind of expect them to do big things this year. I would like that. I would be a big fan of that happening. Uh, let's go on to the Pac-12, who had a horrendous football season, you could say, and and they're not having a good start to the basketball season either. Uh, what happened to the Pac-12, man? I mean. They were they were never any very good at anything. They play too late. That's what uh, happened. They stay up too late. Well, they're not ready for them. It's normal. they're not ready for them. It's normal. Nah, we all know we all run on East Coast. Well, now. the perennial powerhouse in basketball and the Pac-12, UCLA, as far as history goes, um, sitting there in fourth place, three and one in the conference, ten and seven overall. But um, Arizona, I don't even know. It's Wilson uh, Watson. What was Lute Olson was the uh, Arizona coach when they were at their prime. I don't know if you know, is it maybe his son now. I know the court's named after him, but Arizona's sitting at 4-0 in the conference. Not a single ranked team in the conference. Doesn't look good. Yeah, that that's what I was going to point out. You know, they have no ranked teams in the entire conference. That is that is not a good look as a Power 5 school. Arizona should probably be conference. ranked, but... Uh, well, to see Oregon so down is depressing because Oregon's basketball can be fun to watch. Yeah, but, and they, have a, they do have one of the weirdest looking courts. In, in but the if country. they can't, it, I mean, here's the thing: the Pac-12. I think when you look at a lot of conferences, their shooting percentage is is a little bit lower on average, and I think it's a big part of it. I mean, a lot of guys are just shooting better around around the league at this point, and the Pac-12 just they're just struggling. Yeah. Arizona, I mean, they dropped early games to Gonzaga, respectable. Pretty good. Auburn, their top pretty know, good top fifteen team. Alabama, that's a bad look. Baylor, there's another bad look. And, isn't, uh, and from there they've been rolling. Isn't uh Oh, what's what's the Avery Johnson, isn't he the coach of Bama? Yeah, yes. he is. Yeah. They're on the I up. Like Alabama. They're on the up. Um I, I don't think that's a bad loss. They made a good run in the and Baylor, not not a great loss, um, but always pretty decent basketball school. So, I don't think those are four bad losses. No, as I'm saying, I mean they're they're not terrible, but they'll be ranked soon. We'll see. Should be. I mean, if you look at other top teams in conferences across the league, they're probably not losing to 
the likes of Baylor and Alabama. How are we looking? Uh, where else we got? Any, we can get Arizona 100 to one right now. Futures. What do you think? Oh. I'm getting deep into futures. You know, I've decided. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't like that much. 100 to one. Need to get you a crystal ball is what we need. Not a bad. I, You're I'm, better I, at taking OU at 250 to one. I don't know. Kind of like, uh-huh. kind of like Arizona. Make a run to the tournament. Continue head, on. Head out in the in the, in the lead eight. Get to the SEC, Dad. Wildcats. Uh, you don't want to spend some time in the Patriot League? Talk Not about really. Bucknell and Lehigh? Not really. Okay. SEC, there you go. Have a way. Uh, yeah, Rick Barnes, former coach at UT. Just to add a little insult to injury. Dude, he has manimals on his roster. They're, 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 they're bad. Huge. They're huge. They're bad motherfuckers. Um, Tennessee is fun to watch. They are. They, they're huge. They haven't lost a home game or an away game. Huge. They've they've lost one game and it was in a tournament. Uh, fifteen and one. They are a damn good team. Um, yeah, they they are rolling right now. And there's really not a whole lot. I mean, yeah, I guess you can say there's competition in the SEC with Ole Miss ranked at eighteen, can uh, Kentucky at twelve, Auburn at fourteen, Mississippi State at twenty four. And then you just go downhill. I mean, Alabama, like I said, is a good team. Avery Johnson's got that team where he wants them. Um, and then you kind of go downhill from there. I don't know why A&M's only played 14 games, whereas everybody else has played a significant amount more. But uh, A&M, so they're just lazy, okay? Yeah, I guess. They do everything weird there. I guess. Everything about it's weird. Um, but yeah, Tennessee's fun to watch. Kentucky's not, not a horrible team. I mean, they're 13 and three, but, uh, they show year in and year out that having four to five to seven starting freshmen, um, or freshmen on the roster, they, they look like young kids and they do have those mental mistakes from time to time. Um, Tennessee and coach Barnes, they've got guys that have been there two, three, four years. Um, and it shows they're gelling. (laughs) <laughs> you're right coach that's a fun team to watch uh, the the Aggies I don't know if you guys touched on them real quick but the, I did I don't know why they've only played 14 games they're, they've had a rough start to the season but I think they're playing some really good basketball lately and honestly I look for the Aggies to turn it around and start climbing the rankings in the SEC as well oh yeah fair no. enough <clears throat> Auburn Tigers ranked 14 don't know much about them other than I bet on them the other weekend and they lost, so that was that was upsetting. But so, hey, it's always good to be ranked. Hey, it's always good to be ranked. Um, I yeah, I broke my rule. My one rule at Haley is that I just never bet on Auburn because, uh, yeah, I'll just jinx the fuck out of it. So, gonna have to stop doing that. Uh, Where's that Sun Belt Conference at, baby? Sun Belt, baby. The 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 Texas State Bobcats starting yep. off fourteen and three. Bobcats, second in the in the Sun Belt right now, just behind Georgia State. We got to find a way to get down to San Marcos for a Texas State basketball game. We can make it happen. I'm down. They, uh, they, the, the new stadium, the new renovation is uh, done and open, so it's a full stadium now. Oh, sweet. There's no wall anymore. Well, that's good. Yeah. Place. Uh, apparently, the have Bobcats. We fill, have we filled it up yet? I don't. Probably not. Probably definitely. Uh, but I've I've heard the Bobcats lo- lost a couple of close games to. Good opponents. Um, we watched, or I watched the game they played against, I believe it was Arkansas. Um, kept that thing pretty close. I think lost by four or five points. Uh, or maybe it's a three-point game. They just... Yeah, that, that was a really close game to Arkansas. They yeah. they, they were in it uh, till the end. They ended up losing... Had a chance to tie, I think. 70-73. Uh, to 73. 
Yeah, so had a chance to tie loss. at the end. Um, but the they've world, lost a couple of close ones recently. That was uh, we lost to Georgia State, seventy-three to sixty-nine, and I mean that's that's the most recent loss. We, yeah, that's the only conference loss. We beat App losses. State by one. We beat Coastal uh, by four, and the two worst teams in the conference. Yeah, so uh, we have Little Rock on Thursday the seventeenth. That game is actually in San Marcos. I'd be going to go to. And on then Thursday, we, you say. Thursday, yeah, and then we've got Ooh. Arkansas State at uh, in San Marcos as well. Uh, that's on Saturday. Um, mm, that's an even better one. I'm down for either one of those. The next tester, they though, sell alcohol at the stadium now. Oh, do they? I believe so. Don't believe at all sporting events. That's exciting. The Sun Belt probably going to be a one bid league, I'd, I'd assume. Oh, yeah. But yeah, it's going to be winner. I mean, considering the whole league is over nine against. Uh, AP or USA poll ranked opponents. Yeah, probably gonna get one. <laughs> probably gonna get one, one to the show. Hey, could be the Buffcats though. Hey, if that's the case, that would be huge. I don't think they've ever made the turn. We could be that team that loses to a one seed. We could be Loyola. Be? We could be Loyola, man. We're not gonna be a fourteen seed. Come on. <laughs> There's no way. There is no way. Oh wait, go back up. Go back up right there. West Coast. Gonzaga. Yep, West Coast Conference. Big surprise. That's the only team to worth worth uh, talking about. They're pretty good. They beat Duke in Hawaii. Hey, but check that out. The San Francisco. As you say, that Loyola down right here. Okay, there they are. Give them the respect they deserve. They're not having a great start to the year, but um, but they are thirteen and four overall. I mean, not great in conference play, but yeah, good. Yeah. All right. Uh, I think that's about it. All right, we're all caught up in college basketball. We know everything. We know it all. Hey, hey, all that research you did over the weekend really, really paid off for this segment, Dale. Really, really did a great job with all that research. Were you, were you studying the 2017 manual? What was going on? I just listened to what they had to say during the two games I watched yesterday. Well, that's good research. Is that the same way you studied in school? Because that, was, that would seem to correlate between the <laughs> two. Uh, I, just li- I, I just listened. I, I, <laughs> I played the fifth. Um, let's what are you break- laughing at? He's talking about how dumb you are. I know. <laughs> I know. That's why I have no comment. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's do chicken wing guys and get to a fucking break because I hate you guys. That's right. We are having chicken wings tonight. Uh, I'll say, although I did not make a show guy for this show, chicken wings been marinating since Sunday. So pretty pumped to see how these turn out. Is this a new flavor? Or no. you just been marinating the shit out of them? No, there's... Uh, the the length of the marinade has nothing to do with how new the flavor is. No no correlation. I'm going with uh, Jamaican jerk on this one. Damn, that's a good choice. Or Caribbean jerk, right? That's Caribbean jerk. Yeah. Uh, let's go mango hob. All right. We'll hit a break. Come back and uh, do a little Texas 10. Be right back with some more sports buzz. Well, y'all come back now, you hear? So it's just me, trust me Something in the bed just above me Something like a dream state You call it a clean break Do you feel the vibes, baby? Do you feel the vibes? Welcome back to the Sports Buzz I'm your host, Dale Um, I was listening to Working Head Bells What do we have coming up next? Texas 10. Um, great, because, uh... We live in Texas. 
Yes, we do. Yes, thank you for pointing that out. Texas. Fucking Texas. Do you have a fucking Texas button on there? No? Okay. Um, no. Oh. <laughs> That's Texan for sayonara. So, uh, last night, Texas played, well, if you're listening, on Monday night, Texas played Kansas at Fog Allen Fieldhouse in Lawrence, Kansas. And uh, Texas has not fared well there. I believe Kansas is 14-1 and in the last 15 games, now 15-1. and Um Final score was closer than uh, I expected it to be. Ended up being 80-78 to Jayhawks. But, good God, this guy for LSU. Look at number 24. He is wearing the shortest basketball shorts I've ever, ever seen. Sorry, bad for the podcast, but let's get back to Texas 10. Um, bad for everyone. <laughs> did, did, you guys watch, did you guys watch the game? Because I, I did. Did you watch it? I did not. No, I, I I have tuned in for about three whole minutes of Texas basketball this year. Sweet. And every time I turn it on, I just want to cry. Yeah, it's depressing to watch. Um, the offense is so stagnant. It feels like watching a five-on-five pickup game at the park. There's no actual play call. It's just a bunch of guys passing it around and shooting it playing one-on-one basketball. Um, luckily for the Longhorns last night, they actually shot the ball pretty well for their talent levels can give. I mean, they, they shot the ball 34 times from three point range, um, just over 38% from three point range, which is probably the best I've seen them shoot it. It's pretty good. Uh, Kansas shot it 50% from three point range and Kansas has better athletes and they're better coached. Um, Texas had a chance to win this game or at least tie it there at the end, uh, eight and a half seconds left. They call timeout. Shaka draws up a play and as poorly coached as this team is, the play was completely botched and nobody knew where they were going. Nobody went to the right spot and it turns into Jace Febris just jacking up a contested three. It's it's mind blowing to watch this football, this basketball team play because there's zero organization, there's zero coaching, nobody's gotten any better. Um, the fact that Kerwin Roach doesn't touch the ball in that last eight seconds it blows me away because he at least has a little bit of a clutch gene and has proved that in late second shots. Um. Dylan Osikowski, who's a grad transfer and in his last year, in his second year with UT, has digressed and has gotten worse. He is an absolute cancer to watch play basketball and a cancer to that team when he has the ball. He can't post you up. He can't make a post move. He's not hitting any threes like he was last year. Um, he turns the ball over on, on trying to pass it. He turns it over in the paint because he just – He doesn't know what he's doing with the ball. There's not a single person that can take over that game single-handedly. It is a painful team to watch. And when you have guys, I mean, Matt Coleman is supposed to be this elite point guard who chose us over Duke. and Who at the bare minimum... Was an elite passer. He had eight assists last night. 
Yeah, but I mean... Didn't turn it over. You look at the way this offense runs, and because the offense is such a shit show and nobody apparently knows how to run the sets, Matt Coleman can't pass to anybody. And he's not worth trusting with the ball because he can't drive for shit. And he usually doesn't shoot it very well. He did knock down some jumpers last night. Um, Jackson Hayes, who fouled, uh, fouled out, is probably the most athletic player on that team and has the biggest upside going forward. Um, I like Jericho Sims, but I need to see more development from him. He's digressed as well as Osakowski has. Uh, it's just not... It's just not a very complete team. They don't have any sort of camaraderie. They don't have any sort of chemistry. I I don't I don't know what would help fix this team other than a coach who knows what they're doing. And that's where I was getting at earlier with Chris Beard at Tech or uh Frank Hoiberg, formerly at Iowa State. Um, You can go young and get a coach who can develop players. Those are schools that don't normally have four-star, five-star athletes coming in for their one-and-done year, where Shaka's done that. Shaka's got big-time players to come to Texas, but the other players that come don't ever get any better. They're exactly as they were when they stepped on campus three or four years ago. Um, There has to be somebody who can come in and develop a talent and see an upside in a kid before you bring him in. Uh, There's got to be some sort of longevity in this school because the one-and-done shit is not working. We're not good enough to have a one-and-done guy come and change this program up. Well, and here's the thing. Um, we don't get enough one-and-dones like Kentucky does to, to continually have them year in, year out. Yeah, we get one um, a year maybe. At maybe, best. and that's not enough to, to win basketball games, honestly. I think the biggest thing that we need to take away, yeah, coaching could be better. I I agree with that. But I think the biggest thing is that these kids at Texas need to humble themselves. You are not a good basketball team, and you need to start acting like it. That means playing like an underdog. Gonzaga, from all accounts, every time I've ever watched them play basketball, they play like they're underdogs in every single basketball game, and they win their conference every single year, and they make deep runs into the playoffs with guys that are not necessarily NBA talent. It can be done, but these kids need to start realizing what the consequences of their behavior is. They need to swallow some pride, grow a pair, and play some basketball. It starts with defense. When you look at old school, good Texas basketball teams, things that I watched under the Rick Barnes era, it's guys that grinded on defense. And then, yeah, we had some talent on the offensive side. But it started with defense. Guys like Royale Ivy. Yeah, my one of my favorite UT players of all time. Who was not the most prolific offensive player, But he supplied the energy on defense. He created the opportunity to transition and fast break. And then guys like, you know, TJ Ford, later down the line, Kevin Durant, they could take over games. They all had defensive guys behind them to support runs like that. And somebody needs to find the ability to make a stand and play some fucking defense in the paint. 
because I'm tired of watching this team get run over. And at some point, yeah, we can blame coaching, but at another point, these kids are playing the basketball game and they look like shit out there. I get you there. I will say that inside the paint defense, I do miss a a guy by the name of Mo Bamba. (laughs) That's for damn sure. Um, Guys like P.J. Tucker. Yeah. I mean, he's still balling out in the league, playing his role. Um, Yeah, and then you got the Jarrett – what's his name? Jarrett – Jared Allen? Jared Allen. Who's blocking the best players in the NBA right now? Yeah, yeah. One of one of nine guys to ever block LeBron James on a on a dunk attempt. Let's look at this. He's blocked <laughs> LeBron James, the Greek freak, and I believe there oh, Blake Griffin. Yeah. And there's one more on that list that he's had a monster block at. And not a, not an overly huge kid. I mean, he just he's just tall. He he's not a a big He's smart. Yeah. He's He's rim protecting, and he's doing a hell of a job doing it. And then the kid for Indiana, uh, Indiana, um, I forget his name. He was a one, one and done. uh, Miles Turner, Mm. who's turned into a hell of an NBA player, which I didn't think he was ready. Um, But let's get let's get some of the other guys on the on the team that aren't NBA ready. Let's get those guys ready. I mean, and and that's and yeah, it sucks not having. having Andrew on the team, but, you know, the kid just came back from leukemia. I wouldn't expect him to be in the I game. I mean, fucking deal with it. He wasn't yeah. there last year either. So uh, Go go play for him. At yeah. least have some sort of fucking attitude exactly. when you get on the floor. Exactly. And I don't see any of that. I mean, I at least they lose to Kansas in a very, very close game. But some of these other games, uh, they, they, they just haven't shown up. The yeah, game against I, Tech it was I don't bad. Want it. I, well, they had a chance against Tech. They played. This is a very good first-half team. Second half adjustments are horrible. Um, I will say that uh, this loss does not make me want Shocker gone any more than I wanted him before. Uh, because yeah, if you look at a game in at the fog, you lose two by two points with a chance, with a shot at the buzzer to beat Kansas in Lawrence. You'd say that's not that bad of a loss. Well, yeah, look back at the game, watch the game, and yeah, it is a bad loss because you got out coached and you couldn't finish. And it's a story that continues to write that same thing in a different chapter. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll keep keep you guys updated going on. Obviously, I sound like the the angry the angry dude who's pissed off. Because we keep losing games, but it, it, the thing I is, stay positive, dude. the the thing yeah. is, I can only hope that they find a fire somewhere. There, there's got to be something that sparks these guys, and and even if you lose, even if you don't make the tournament and you have a shitty season, play for something. You have to play for something. You can't show up every day and just get waxed on the court well, because you're not ready. Right now, they're uh, it's not an excuse. They're playing for a high seed in the NIT tournament, so um, nothing. I don't expect anything else from this season other than maybe a slight change of attitude, uh, especially some of those guys who are going to be going pro next year. Um, what do we got next, Bell? Next, we're getting into a little bit of front page news. All right. Uh, we're going to have a little bit of mix of college football and college basketball. Uh, let's start with a feel-good college basketball story, though. This one comes to us from Fort Worth, the TCU Horn Frogs. Uh, they have a non-scholarship player, Owen Asherers, 
I'm sure I'm saying that wrong. O and A, we'll call him for the sake <laughs> of this uh, segment. Uh, head coach of uh from TCU brings in a cop. Uh, let's Owen know he's in a little bit of trouble. Uh, cop hands him a piece of paper, and it happens to be a full ride scholarship. Pretty pretty good feel good story there. I'm a huge fan of surprise walk on scholarship offers. I uh, see it. You see it a lot more with football. Um, they have a lot more scholarships to give, but uh, yeah, uh, if you don't at least tear up for the kid who's busted his ass and and never been the best athlete to finally get that scholarship offer, I don't know if you're human or if you even have a heart in there. So um, yeah, I'm a big fan of stories like that. I mean, can you imagine though if Owen just would have like broke down and made some like big confession around, you know, the pot wasn't mine or <laughs> oh, I, I I didn't uh, I just borrowed the car. <laughs> That would that would have gone way south. The, the best part of that is, is it would all have been on camera because you know TCU had to have this footage to of post course. about it on social media. Of course, would have been hilarious. Uh, staying in college basketball or coach, any thoughts on the TCU uh, story? Uh, that's great, man. I like kids that work their ass off for for nothing and then to get rewarded. That's that's always good. In a post-game interview, uh, Jim Beheim said that Zion Williamson is similar to Charles Barkley. Uh, the exact quote was... Uh, God, these websites have so many fucking ads. Um, basically, the, the quote was was more or less, uh, he's a great player. He He's like Charles Barkley, except he shoots better. And he's not fat. Um, well, to be fair, Charles Barkley to was be not very fat when he was in the league. No, he's a freak athlete. Yeah, he's he's good until he retired, and then he got real fat. So that's not the story. The next morning, Jim Beheim's on the Dan Patrick show uh, about you know early morning show. Dude, Jim Charles, Beheim is always on radio shows. Charles Barkley calls into the Dan Patrick show while Jim Beheim's on the phone to confront him about his fat shaving on national television. Oh, yes. That's good. I hate to get off topic. I'll drink for this. But did you guys see on the Stephen A. Smith show when after the Cowboys lost, on, uh, I think it was Monday that he did it, but uh, Shaq called into yeah. the show as, quote, Tex Johnson yes. to, like, shame Stephen A. It was Smith. Like, how, dare you, how dare you talk about my Cowboys like that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was that was a good one, too. Yeah. That's um, amazing. Yeah, going back to Zion Williamson, he is a fucking animal. Um, the dude's dropped down to 280 pounds, and I was telling Ballard before you got here earlier, Coach, anytime he gets the ball in the paint, he's going to score. Nobody can guard him. He's got the he's got the post moves, and then he can just jump over you and dunk it in your face. So um, he's, he's better than Charles Barkley. Oh, sure. Different in era. my opinion, different era. Different we'll see. Era. We'll see how long he can keep that up at his size. But dude's a freak. Hey, Shaq did it for years. Shaq was a freak. Ballot next front page news topic. This one's staying in Syracuse. Uh, a Syracuse, New um, York. Not sure if he's a fan or an alumni or what he is. Mister Adam Weitzman was having lunch with uh, Coach Mayheim hours before the Syracuse game. And told him that, hey, I think you're going to win tonight. I feel pretty confident about it. He made a post on social media saying that if the Syracuse men's basketball team beats Duke today, 
I'll date a I'll donate one hundred and fifty thousand dollars to the local boys and girls club. Go orange. He has already made good on that promise. Uh, wrote checks to three different boys and girls clubs uh, uh, in you know three different cities for fifty thousand dollars each. And he also added another twenty five thousand dollar donation uh, to some other charity as well. So good for you. Yeah. Um, they were talking last night and I, maybe the same guy, maybe a different guy, but, uh, you guys remember the epic rant that, uh, Bayheim had at Cameron Indoor when he almost threw the jacket off and almost hit one of his coaches in the face while trying to rip his jacket off, yelling at the coach, screaming, that's bullshit. That's bullshit on a, on a call. Well, they auctioned that jacket off in a, a, uh, big time Syracuse alum slash booster bought it out of auction for like $14,000 and donated all of it. Um, this may or may not be the same guy, but uh, yeah, I mean, that's pretty cool to live up to, you know, just a little, a little shit talk and a little on a whim. Hey, if this happens, I'll do this. He could have easily said, Oh, that was just a joke. I'm not paying that. Like that was clearly a joke guys, but to actually follow up and do it to an organization like the boys and girls club. Yeah, definitely good for you. Here's the thing. Anybody who puts money on the line for a bet for charities, they fucking got that money. I wish I had 150 grand to just give to people. That yeah. would be fantastic. Yeah. I wish more people would do that that had that kind of money. But, hey, if you got the money to play with, you might as well have fun with it. This is a great cause, great way to do it. I'm all for it. Hell, yeah. Can you imagine, Dale, like every weekend, Dale, oh, well, I'll I'll parlay this uh the, this game. I'm gonna donate it all to the boys and girls club. And every week, every week, the boys and girls, the boys and girls club are just crying just, because I can't make a bet to say. Like, man, my I'd life. love to donate this money to you, but well, but just I can't cover won't. seven and a half on the road. <laughs> uh, cool. Another thing about this this donor, Mr. Wiseman, uh, he's a convicted felon who spent nearly a year in prison, 2004, for bank fraud. Since then, he's made a fortune into this company called Upstate Shredding. They're a $1 billion scrap metal and recycling company. Huh. So, Hey, shout out to White Collar Crime. That's right. Um, let's head over to college football. Like Dale mentioned in hours ago, it feels like. Football never dies here. Quarterback from Notre Dame, Brandon Wimbush, transferring to former national champions, UCF. Yep. Yep. I did Ooh, hear about I that today. That. Yeah. I like this move a lot. That's gonna be good backup for uh, McKenzie. Yeah, if he ever if he ever plays again, if he's able to go next year. Yeah. Uh, also, plan, yeah. also in college football news, uh, Jalen Hurts uh, was visiting the University of Oklahoma this weekend. Ooh, I like that. Like that. A I lot. don't like that. I don't like that one bit. Well, I like he's leaving Alabama. Well, yeah, he's gonna leave Alabama. I fucking like it. He can't throw for shit. That's fair. Yeah, he's not Kyler Murray. <laughs> yeah. Speaking fair. of Kyler Murray, a big fucking surprise. He ain't going to the MLB. He well, has, well, well he hold has, on. Pump the brakes. He has named a king's ransom to the MLB to say, if you guys want me to stay here and not go to the N- NFL give draft, million give me $15 million. The MLB is considering breaking or melding all these different rules that they have and actually doing it. Like, what a beta move from the major... from. From the major leagues. Am I wrong here? Either he gets his money 
or he gets drafted in the first round and decides to play one year. I don't know what his. What's I mean, it, he's already what's the deal because he has signed a contract with the he's Oakland already got Athletics. a four and a half million dollar signing bonus yeah, from the Athletics for a contract he signed. Right. So how I, I mean I, I believe it's nine million guaranteed. I understand that there's certain circumstances that allow these guys to do this, but I don't understand how he signs a contract and then can just go to the NFL draft and go play football. I don't know the legalities of it, especially but without paying that money back to the Oakland Athletics. I don't know. I don't know. Seems like robbery. It does. But Bo Jackson kind of did that. With the NFL? Bo Jackson was a two-sport pro athlete. Nobody's ever been drafted first round in any sport, in multiple sports. Correct. And Kyler Murray... Kyler Murray was drafted in the first round. Will probably be the first to ever do that. They're grading him mid-first round. He could be. Some people probably don't like the the size that he brings. That's a big deal. He's 5'9", at best, on a good day. That's his biggest question mark as far as NFL scouts go. Because it's outside of that, the film I, the film says he's a fucking electric look, quarterback. Look, I will I will say I will give credit to Kyler Murray this once and one only time. Good for you. He's got a pair of balls on him to say, look, if y'all want me that bad, if y'all drafted me in the top ten, wouldn't that be an alpha move, not a beta move? Yeah, I would say alpha. beta move from the league, alpha move uh, from Kyler. Yeah, I see. I see. And uh, for him to go, no, I y'all, if y'all want me, pay me and. I'll be there tomorrow. He still has so when he when he declared yesterday, he's got seventy two hours to pull his name out. So we got three days for him to say, "Okay, I'm just going to go play baseball." Because so he's Oakland, either going to get the money and go play baseball, or he's going to go to the draft, test his luck, see where he gets drafted. If he likes it, he can go play football. If not, he'll go back to play baseball and get what he's going to get, regardless from what Oakland paid. And then an NFL team's going to get fucked on a draft pick. So either way, yeah. he's fucking somebody over. Yeah, which I don't, I don't like it. I mean, which is shitty. It's shitty. But hey, if you want to, if if it was me, I'd do the exact same thing because I don't give a shit about any of any of those teams. It's so hard because, like, on one hand, it's it's a fucked move by somebody to just say, "Hey, I don't care about any of your organizations. I'm gonna do what's best for me and my bottom line." At the same time. You want these college kids to get anything they can. Right. And this is the best. It's yeah. two opportunities. Put yourself so. in his shoes, and what would you do? I'd do the exact same thing if I was that good at baseball and football. Now, you know what? I, I think that's a, that's a personal decision. You're either going to say your word is king, or you're going to say what you're going to do for your future is king. And, I, and in my opinion, my word is my my honor. And so I see you there. If I sign that contract, I'm going to play my football. But I'm also going to go play baseball. I see you there. I, I, I definitely can, can see that side of the argument because I do feel like your word is, is all you got. Um, but I get it. I mean, I do get it. I do get both sides. I understand why he's doing it. Guys, it's it's so obvious where Kyler's going to end up. He's going to be a Pittsburgh Penguin. He's going to the <laughs> NHL. Okay? So just, just watch out. Dude, if uh, he could skate, I bet he'd be so fast. Nah, he can't skate. Uh, we're going to move on to first impressions. Why can't he skate, Bella? Because he plays football. Okay, he did. They don't play. They don't have skates in in Oklahoma. Damn it! I was hoping he was going to say something else. <laughs> he's from Texas, fool. But he's lived in Oklahoma the last for a year. years. Yeah, and a half. 
for seven up? months. <laughs> uh, guys, so we are at that time of the year where ballots pick in lines. Uh, if you remember, my favorite. If you remember from last season or last year, I guess last season. No, we like to go back and look at how we did pick out my best and worst lines. Uh, my worst line from the weekend was the Virginia Clemson game. Had this one slated at Clemson plus eighteen. Line opened at minus five and a half for Virginia. <laughs> so, uh, still, even with our fake line, not enough points for Clemson to cover that one. So, that was rough. Uh, my best line of the week of the weekend was the Louisville UNC game. I had North Carolina. So you're as, saying you had a better line on that game than Vegas did? I had it. No, no. It, even with the 18 points, I was closer. I was closer to the actual outcome, much closer. Um, so yes, his line would have been a better opening line, but he was that yeah. far off. Vegas is Vegas is not trying to get the, get it right. They're trying to get even money. So you know, give Vegas their credit. But I was close on the Louisville UNC game. I had this one slated at minus twelve UNC line opened minus eleven. There so, you go. Pretty good on that one. So let's see how, how did we do as far as picks go on your lines. Oh, so uh, Dale, you did the best of the five games. You got three of them right. And uh, Coach and I, between the two of us, only got one each. So That's right, boys. Uh, I had a bad night tonight. You got the Indiana-Maryland game right. Maryland was an outright uh, winner as a five-point dog. And then uh, I was right that Texas would cover uh, the made-up line of seven and a half. That one was bad, too. That would have been to like a one and a half. I don't know how that <laughs> Texas happened. Texas was a favorite. They were minus one and a half in that game. As a home team. I was like, what? How? No. But let's move on. Against Tech? Against Tech at home. Fuck. Yeah. Gentlemen, all of these games are on Saturday. We're going to start in the ACC. You've got UAV, number four, traveling to take on Duke. Wait, UAV. UVA. UVA. What did I say? You UAV. said UAV. Whatever. Guys, Play Call of Duty over here. UVA. <laughs> traveling to take on Duke, the number one ranked team in the country. One versus four. Duke at home. I've got Duke as a two-and-a-half-point favorite here. Dale, what's your first impression? Man, this is going to be a hell of a game. Coming off a loss to Syracuse at home, um, they should have – I mean, obviously Zion Williamson and R.J. Barrett will be there. Uh, it's just a matter of whether Trey Jones can get healthy, depends on how bad that shoulder is, and uh, – Oh God! I just I said his name earlier. Um, their other freshman who's sick this past week, but uh, Stephen, no, no, uh, Cam Reddish, Cam Reddish. If he's if he's healthy, which he should be able to go, um, deal with the illness all week. Um, I think Duke bounces back and wins pretty handily here. I think this is a seven to ten point win for the Blue Devils, Coach. I'm going to go the opposite way. I think you got the wrong team favored. I'm going to go with Virginia on the road. Especially if Trey Jones is hurt. That's a big deal, but I'm hoping he's not too injured. Yeah, I'm going to take UAV here because Coach UVA. You did it again. You did said it wrong again. again. We're going to check the tape on that one. Pretty You're sure so I said dyslexic, it right. dude. You did it UVA. Twice. We're going to check it. Coach Shevesky. Sh- Sh- we'll check the 27-minute mark. Coach Shevesky. Coach Shevesky. <laughs> that one's hard to say. Yes. Coach K, just keep it simple. Coach, coach K. K. That's so much better. Coach K <laughs> is a smart Coach K is a smart coach. He knows he's going to have to play 
this UVA team later again this season. It's hard to beat a team twice, so why not just lose to them the first time? Give me UVA on the road. Uh, next, staying in the ACC, UNC is going to travel down to Miami to take on the Hurricanes. And I've got the Hurricanes as a five-and-a-half-point home dog. And you know me. I love a home dog. Give me Miami here. Coach? Probably a pretty good line, actually. That's probably um, not bad. However, <laughs> North Carolina is fucking good. I will take North Carolina on a weekend road game. Deal? No, North Carolina is not good, but Miami's really bad. So give me North Carolina. <laughs> You're you're very wrong. North Carolina lost to uh, the University of Texas. Hey, you know what they kept saying about the Patriots? Shut up. Drink for that. This is not the pro show. OU is going to make a trip to Austin this week to take on the Longhorns. And I got the Longhorns as a six and a half point favorite in this one. Dale? <laughs> God. <laughs> I mean, what? honestly, I'm not mad at that line considering Tech was, considering Tech was, Tech was a one was a and a half on point dog. Um, six and a half point favorite? Fuck no. Give me... I'm doing it. Give me OU. That's you, silly. Wow. How dare you. I can't take that, dude. I, there's no way I can bet on Texas for what I've seen. That is an absurd line. If you just said two, maybe three points, what the fuck did six and a half come from? Well, I, I think that the, the reasoning... Is You're going to kill Coach. You can't breathe. They were a one-and-a-half point favorite against Tech. And I got I got Tech is at least a five-point point better team than OU. No way. Not in the Big 12. That seems absurd. But yeah. Coach, how are you feeling about this game? I'm cool with it. Go Horns. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking Texas here, too. Fuck you, Dale. You, can, you know what? You can write the lines next week, all right? Mr. <laughs> Texas hasn't won a game by more than three points all season. Yeah, they're due. Watch out. They're due. They lost a home game to Radford. Watch out. Yeah, that was a long time ago. Oh, my God. That was a, this, is that, not a, this is still the same basketball team that played against Radford. Statement loss. Watch out. Uh, moving to the SEC, Kentucky is going to travel to Auburn, take on them Tigers. I got Auburn as a one-and-a-half-point favorite at home. What's your first impression? It's a good game. It's you. Uh, it's me, you. I'm starting, and I'm going to take Auburn here. Only one-and-a-half? I love Haley. Thoughts. Only one-and-a-half? Coach. One-and-a-half <laughs> point. One-and-a-half points. Not yeah. not seventeen. No, I got no skin in the game, so I'm gonna take the NBA juniors and the Kentucky Wildcats. Dale, man, yeah, I'm gonna go with Coach. I'm gonna take Kentucky here. One and a half away. just doesn't seem like enough. Moving on, last game. This one's in the Big Ten. We got an in-state rivalry: Indiana traveling to the Boilermakers at Purdue. Purdue, I have, is a four-and-a-half-point home dog in this one. Dale, what's your first impression? Purdue, four-and-a-half-point dog to Indiana. Purdue's played pretty well this year. They're always a pretty decent basketball school. Indiana's decent, just got beat by Nebraska, who's been playing good. Um, God, I haven't watched enough college basketball. It's clear what this is showing. Uh, Yeah, give me the home dogs. I'm going to go with Purdue. I like their basketball school. Coach? Yeah, they made a movie called Hoosiers. It's about basketball in the state of Indiana. So Never I'm going to take Indiana. Never heard of it. I don't, try to, I don't know it's who... It's Gene Hackman. I don't know who you're trying to tell about the Hoosiers. That movie's old, and I'm winning with the new. Give me the Boilermakers and a blowout at home. Home dogs all the way. 
Me. We both just showed each other the highlight of North Carolina winning Me and Coach tonight. Both got an ESPN update. Did they we win? both we both looked at it at the same time. We both showed it to each other at the same time, and it was uh, Coach's pick of North Carolina covering whatever the spread oh, was. Oh, they covered up. Oh, yeah. Wow, that's so funny because <laughs> you know with uh, with about a minute left in the game, it looks like LSU, an outright dog on the road, is going to win. Huh? That's hilarious. That's so crazy. Next week, we'll pink picks. We'll parlay our picks against. There Dale's you go. Picks. Yeah, do that. And we're going to have to double the amount because of the <laughs> atrocity I, that happened. Because I the blew so much of our money tonight. I'm sorry, guys. I'll Venmo you a dollar and seventy two cents. Dale, do we have any more picks, or is that it? No. No more picks. No more picks. You don't get any more picks, Dale. All right. But we do get to go into the nightcap, sponsored by. Strangeland Brewery. Strangeland Brewery. Good for every and all occasions. Coach, you have a story for us. Yes, so this week's nightcap football never dies on the sports buzz. The Clemson Tigers won a national championship against the Alabama Crimson Tide, and that gets them an invitation to, you guessed it, the closed White House. Um, uh, quick question. Are they allowed to, to decline being a college team, or do they have to go? Because uh, pro teams can decline. Individually, they can decline to go if they do not wish to go. I guess they are free citizens. They, but, they can do whatever yeah, they want. But, uh, Still and, America, despite what some people but are But as schools, <laughs> schools typically will not resend an invitation just because they want the kids to have experiences. Yeah, so, okay. gotcha. Um, just wanted to touch on that before you got in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I, think, I think everybody went from Clemson, actually. Um, but due to the government partial shutdown... Much of the White House kitchen staff is has been furloughed, so our POTUS, Mr. Donald Trump, footed the bill for the White House dinner for the national championship Clemson, uh, Clemson Tigers. Yeah, good for you. He bought them. You guessed it. His favorite meal, fast food and Diet Cokes. He brought in McDonald's, Wendy's, Burger King, along with some pizza and salads. Uh, they had a nice little buffet of silver trays and paper wrapped burgers. I loved how they used the silver trays with all the... That's all they have. That's all they have in the White House is silver trays and fine china. And put a bunch of Big Macs on a silver yeah. tray. <laughs> silver platters. What I was hoping is they would take them out of the boxes and like stack them correctly. Like, But they didn't even do that. They just grab whatever you want. Your boxed meals and, and such. Um, Trump footed the bill, um, due to the partial shutdown. There's just, they made it a little political, which I don't think is fair because this is sports. This has nothing to do with politics, but they happened to go during the shutdown. So he footed the bill is a little under $3,000. Uh, some fans of the move, fellow billionaire, Warren Buffett, who also enjoys fast food and being a cheap bastard. I'm a big fan of fast food, not a billionaire, but love fast food. (laughs) Well, you do share that in common with Warren Buffett, then. <laughs> um, but and, and Chad shares the love of Diet Coke with Donald Trump, so. Hey. Ah, fuck. Yeah. yeah. He's a big fan of the fast food as well. <laughs> yeah, he is. Mr. Mr. Nozal is a big Trump guy. But some as am I. <laughs> did not appreciate the move. Um, I am one of those people as well, because fast food you can get every single day. However, a trip to the White House deserves a little bit better dinner than that. Reggie Bush took to Twitter, uh, basically called it a slap in the face, uh, disrespectful to these kids. Kind of like he slapped uh, USC in the face and disrespected them for taking all that money and costing them a national championship and a Heisman Trophy. Yeah, that disrespectful. Did he cost them a national championship? 
I don't think he did. Well, they lost a lot. They vacated a lot of wins because of it. Oh, uh, that's right. He forfeit. That's, that's classic Trump fan, though. You know, just totally divert the conversation. To I mean, it's I'm totally just, unrelated. I mean, I'm just saying that's hypocritical of Reggie Bush to say that that's a slap in the face when he did that to USC. But, but continue, continue. I think this was really cool. Um, some other people stepped up. Um, I think it's very funny who did step up to say they would offer meals to the entire Clemson Tigers football team as well. Michael Strahan went on Good Morning America. Offered to pay for their entire dinner. Whoever could make it to New York City, he would bring them all together, pay for their dinner, lobster, caviar, whatever they want. Um, Aisha Curry. Michael Michael Strahan's a class act. He is. I'm a big fan of Michael Strahan. Um, And Aisha Curry, uh, famous wife of Chef Curry. Of Chef Curry? Is Chef Curry going to get in the kitchen? Hey, you don't know who the chef is because Aisha is the chef. She actually runs uh, a couple of restaurants uh, under International Smoke is Ooh. is the company name that, that runs the restaurants. She offered the Clemson Tigers as well to eat in their in her restaurant uh, and put on a, a big feast for them. Uh, and then Atlanta, Chad's favorite place. God, fuck. Mr. <laughs> Knows It All, favorite place, yes. Hotlanta. Quavo invited Quavo. the Clemson Tigers to the his Atlanta record label headquarters for a, I guess a tour, maybe a free mixtape. I don't know, <laughs> but uh, dope. What do you guys think about this dinner of uh, fast food on silver platters? I mean, it, I just I, the whole story is, is kind of ridiculous to me. Um, I I love that in the moment when there is so much going around on around the Trump presidency. This is the issue that he had to spend his time focusing on. You can tell that he only spent like 15 minutes trying to come up with a solution. See, you like, beat me to it. You could have like you could have called any restaurant in Washington DC and said, "I need X amount of food here. Apparently you're going to pay for it like it, you no, know, let's say it was double the cost to get a nice meal. Like any restaurant would have catered. Like it's not like the well, every restaurant's on furlough, and he's a billionaire, allegedly. You beat me to it. Um, what I was gonna, I was gonna take it a different route, but um, that being uh, the politics in America, I was gonna, I was gonna say, you know, what if he's so set and focused on getting the government back going, trying to get everybody back together, maybe bringing all the Democrats back from Puerto Rico and going to see Hamilton down there, trying to get everybody back to work. That he was like, oh shit, I forgot that Clemson was going to be here in 10 minutes. Can we go to McDonald's and order everything that they have? My my favorite part, though, was when Trump... I think that was it at all. When, when, <laughs> when Trump announced it, he said, McDonald's, Wendy's, and Burger Kings. Plural Burger Kings. But he also said, hamburger. He misspelled hamburger. He spelled hamburger like Ballad would have spelled it. It was like H-A-M... B-E-R-D-E-R-S. Hamburgers. And, of course, people took to that and went, Oh, my God, hamburgers. It's like, good God, man. Yeah, our president lacks attention to detail. That's Well, sometimes he does. But and I, he fed the kids, and they ate, and that's all that matters. They got to see the White House. I'm just upset there wasn't any keto options. I mean, yeah, exactly. So uh, <laughs> the one thing that I did catch from uh, several articles that I read about it. of fish. One of the players mentioned, hey, I bet our nutritionist is not going to be happy about this. (laughs) Um, I like what you did there, though. But uh, just so you know, all politicians go to super PAC conferences. 
You know what? Uh, just just trying to just trying to see the the Fox News side of it. You guys are going CNN, so I tried to go Fox News. Enough politics. Yeah. This is sports show. Made up. This is a sports show. Hey, I went Viceland on it. Okay. That's it for us, right? We're done. This party is officially over. Oh wow! You said it's over. Okay. <laughs> we're and we're ten minutes over the show. So. That's true. Coach Ballard. I'm your host, Ben Stone. We're the sports bus. And we're out! We've been out. Did you hear the music? Yeah, but they can still hear me. Dale queued it up. No. <laughs> I meant Hank queued it up. We should have had Burger King tonight. Peace!